Welcome. It's 7.08 on Montreal's News Talk leader, CJAD 800. This is, in fact, what keeps you up nights, presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. Welcome back, Josh. Great to be back, Dan. Had a happy Passover? Excellent Passover. Still having one. Yes. Oh, yes, I forgot. So we're not supposed to have bread. Not <laughs> supposed to. There's the key. Now, I'm really excited about the show tonight, Josh, because uh, after weeks of pestering you, we finally have our first female entrepreneur on the show. And it's going to be a great story. Really looking forward to it. It is. So why don't you take it away and introduce us to, uh, to Tammy. This week we have Tammy Girard with us. She is the owner and operator of Eight Daycares. The original daycare was Daycare Tamily. And, uh, and now there's, uh, there's a lot more going on. She grew it from one. She has eight now. But time is precious. And I know we want to hear from Tammy direct. So Tammy, welcome aboard. And kind of let us know now exactly what your operation is uh my operations are daycares obviously with the name like family daycare um i don't know what to tell you i have eight daycares in montreal uh different uh, cities all over montreal starting with il perro moving out to west island and into the montreal area uh, i started with one bought two thereafter and bought five a year and a half ago what year did you get started in the daycare started digging ground for the one in il pro in 1993 november opened the 14th of march 1994 so tell us a bit about your your personal background and why you decided to get into this business okay well i can honestly say i come from very humble beginnings uh, i don't come from a very well-off family my mother dabbled in modeling and then decided to be a stay-at-home mom my father was in sales uh, my parents divorced before i was even kindergarten uh, mother remarried before i was seven <laughs> i spent most of my junior years in la salle uh, my family moved from la salle into dorval when i was 12. i attended uh, john 23rd high school graduated in 1980 uh, then continued my education through vanier college in early childhood education uh, where i absolutely fell in love with the whole education <laughs> uh, wanted to be a kindergarten teacher since i was in kindergarten so that did come true actually i attended concordia university where i received my bachelor's degree with a specialization in early childhood education and i'm now trying to complete my master's degree in education so i'm four courses in out of 16s um, i have not taken any business courses at all all my business transactions are self-taught so why did you want to get into daycare what drove you to get into having your own daycare um i would say that i've always had a eye for business i've always loved business uh business is predominantly run by men <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm a pioneer in that and wanted that changed uh not completely guys <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know you, br you bring up the issue of uh men and business and right. entrepreneurs right. and uh and to date on the show we've you know we've had the male entrepreneur Absolutely. how was it how is it different what challenges did you face coming into it you know business has been a man's world for a long time and still to this day even though you know women have come a long way i still think there is some old school of thought where maybe uh when i come across a difficult situation i will still need to be a little bit more tougher i feel like i have to be a little bit more tougher to get my thoughts and what I want across where I think I'll see another person in business that is male come in and maybe get it a little quicker than I will. Does it sometimes work to your advantage as in they look at you and say, oh, I can probably take advantage of her and try and, you know, 
ride it out and you come back that much harder and don't really don't really let them get what they're going after absolutely don't take no for an answer and you've, you've acquired several businesses as well over the years and uh when it comes to business acquisitions, it's almost considered to be a very aggressive move, almost, uh, I would say, male. Uh, is, do people, uh, are, are people surprised when they look at, at Tammy Girard and wonder, wow, she's uh, a really um, persistent businesswoman? I hope they do. <laughs> do they? Um, I don't know. But I, I really hope they do because that's the persona that I want to perceive. You, so you started out with one daycare. Uh, was it before you broke ground? Were you did you ever take care of kids before, other than yes, I, mean, I did. And wh where did you take care of the kids? Where did I, you get that actual experience? Well, I was at home uh, taking care of my three children. I knew I wanted to go into teaching. I knew I wanted to go into business. Uh, I also wanted to be at home with my children as long as I could. So that being said, I decided to run a home daycare out of my home so I can be at home with my children, um, run programming there. I did my university at night, um, and I took it from there. And did you, you didn't have to get a daycare permit or whatever out of your home? I was registered, yes. You, don't, you didn't have to uh, back in those years that I did, but I did, yes. I registered myself, absolutely. And what about today? I mean, now, now the daycare industry and the government is certainly has its heavy hand in there. How, do, how does it work today with the daycare permits and how were you able to persevere through that? Okay, so before, when I first started my first daycare, uh, it was a matter of applying. Uh, I had to prove to the minister that I was uh, qualified to run a daycare, showing them that I had my bachelor's degree in education and that I was a qualified person to do this kind of work. And um, now it's a little bit more about money, I find, than finding the right person to be able to run a daycare. Now if you have the right amount of funds to hire architects and pay them to do your plans and you apply to them. It's, it's fairly inexpensive right now. I think it's at $150 right now. You go on the MFA site and you apply and as long as you give them all the documents they ask for, they can't really say no. But that means you're opening a daycare that is non-subsidized. Our guest this evening on What Keeps You Up Nights is uh, Tammy Girard. She started with Tamalee Daycare and now owns uh, eight uh, daycares, correct, uh, Tammy? Yes, it is. So we're, we're sort of going into the world of daycares uh, this evening. If you have any questions for Tammy, if you want uh, advice as an entrepreneur, uh, this would be a great time to call in at 514-790-0991 or start talk on Bell Mobility. What Keeps You Up Nights continues in just a moment. Right now at 7.15. Professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants, and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to What Keeps You Up Nights. It's 717 on Montreal's News Talk Leader. Uh, this evening, our guest is Tammy Girard. She started with one daycare center called Tambali Daycare, and now she owns eight. So we're talking about the daycare uh, sector, I guess, Josh, and um, in particular how it's uh, sometimes difficult to deal with the government, and uh, especially with, this, with the permit process. And uh, maybe we can expand on that, Tamily, uh, uh, Tammy. Rather, how, uh, what are your dealings with the government on a daily basis, and has it ever uh, been a hindrance to your business? 
Um, the only time I really have to deal with the daycare, I would say, is uh, when they do inspections. Um, you know, they, the government sends, the MFA sends inspectors to every daycare in Quebec. We all have rules and regulations we have to follow. Uh, pending an inspection, they usually send you a report of things they want you to change, improve, and whatnot. So we have to answer that. They come back and do another inspection to make sure you've, you've improved everything that they suggested you improved. Or if you're not following any rules and regulations uh, to follow up on that. But as far as daily basis, I think it's important for anybody in education or in the daycare business to be to be aware of all any laws, changes, uh, completely, uh, you know, you have to go on the site often, uh, be actively involved in uh, daycare associations. I'm part of the uh, Rassemblement de Galerie Privée de Québec. Here we have our monthly meetings and uh, we discuss... Uh, What's going on in daycares? What's changing? What needs to be changed? Uh, we meet with the Minister uh, de la Famille and discuss uh, what our needs are and come to agreements or, or not. <laughs> you know, what I find with, uh, with many different businesses and industries is that sometimes the owner and entrepreneur identifies only with their own business and is really in their own bubble but if they would just make a little bit more effort to get out in the environment to deal with the associations that surround them uh, to do a little bit of volunteer work to get involved in these associations whatever it may be it really adds uh, a lot of Im and makes a big impact to their own business so uh, Tammy I think it's a great example that uh, that you set and that you talk about saying that Getting involved in being not living just within your own entrepreneurial bubble uh, is uh, is something very important. Absolutely. Now you you were mentioning that you grew up to eight. How, how do you? You're, they're all in different locations across the city, on the island, off the island. How do you manage between locations? Well, I think anybody in a business and running a successful business has to know how to be a leader and has to know how to delegate. So I have managers in all eight of my centers. Uh, directresses as they're known in Quebec or directors right now they're all directresses <laughs> uh, I have one general director that uh, Joyce Wiseman in case she's listening hi Joyce <laughs> she is uh, fantastic she goes uh, from center to center and uh, trains I have six of my schools are Montessori's two of them are not so she will go and make sure that uh, all the educators have the training in Montessori she also acts as a as a inspectress, you know, making sure that all mm -hmm. my daycares are run exactly the way I want to. I am also on the road visiting all my daycares, going in, making sure everything's running smoothly, seeing if they need anything and so forth. So, do you delegation. Have, do you have like a checklist that you go by or is it like when you go around and you inspect and you're training your people, do, do they have something to follow or is it just kind of by rote or by feel that you go around? How, how I guess, um, specific or planned or mm -hmm. programmed is your training? I have a personnel policy that uh, I created myself. And uh, whenever somebody is hired, they get the personnel policy and everything is explained in, explained in there from A to B to C to Z of what I they're expected to do in their uh, position. And we have monthly meetings also. And all my directresses, as well as my employees, have my personal email. And uh, we are on contact with each other on a daily basis. Now... You're dealing with children, you're dealing with young children, parents are around all the time. How much, uh, when you hire somebody, uh, now, are you involved in all the hiring? 
Um, usually Joyce, usually my general director starts with, uh, and my directresses, they will meet a possible candidate. They will usually interview them first, and uh, I will usually step in to get the last call to say whether there's somebody I want in my organization or not. And what kind of background checks do you do on, on We do police people? checks on every single person. We actually even do them on parents that volunteer. They have to fill out a two-page form from uh, either the SQ or the uh, MUC police, and they they fill out all that. It gets sent in, and usually within a week, I get a, a paperback saying they're qualified to work with us or not. <laughs> if they have any kind of history uh, of anything legal, immediately they're not hired. Our guest this evening is Tammy Girard. She's the owner of uh, numerous daycare centers. She started with Tamily Daycare. And uh, we're talking about, I guess, um, after the break, perhaps uh, some interesting stories because certainly there are lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of interesting things that can happen at daycare centers in Quebec. Uh, well, uh, what keeps you up nights on a CJAD? Uh, inspiring stories from outstanding business people just like you, Dan Delmar, along with Full Lando's Josh Miller. And uh, more on daycares with Tammy Girard in just a moment. 514-790-0991 or Star Talk, Star H. 8255 on Bell Mobility. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. What keeps you up nights on CJAD, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Dan Delmar along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. And our guest this evening is Tammy Girard. Uh, she started off with one daycare called Tamalie. And now she owns eight. And uh, before the break, uh, Tammy, we were discussing, I guess, some of the strange things that can go on in Quebec daycares where, when it comes to um, uh, angry parents or uh, just strange happenings because people, when it comes to their kids, are certainly uh, sometimes, um, well, they can, they can act a little funny. Uh, what's one story that, that sticks with you over the years? Uh, maybe one situation where a parent may have uh, behaved a bit odd or perhaps did something that was um, a bit untraditional? Okay, well... I think the oddest story I can tell you is uh, quite some years ago we had a mother that called and asked if we had a spot for a child and we said yes and you know when you just start a business you try and get as many clients in as you can so you can get your reputation out there so people know about you and she sent her child to me in a taxi. Uh, the taxi driver opened the door of the daycare, placed the child in the daycare on the floor in a baby car seat with his name and his information on his chest. Wow. So, so what, do you, what do you do in a situation like that? How old was the baby? Eight days old. Oh my Eight goodness. days. Eight days old, yes. So what can you do in a situation like that? Well, you know, it's easy for somebody that's listening to this to make judgment on this mother. And my, I suggest that you not do that because everybody has their own story. And uh, for all we know, she was providing uh, somewhere for that child to go where that child would be safe during the day, have food in, in, in his tummy and, you know, be well taken care of, whereas you don't know what her home situation was like. So I don't think uh, that would be anything that, you know, we should sit back and judge. Well, certainly, when you mentioned background checks earlier, this is important because it ensures the, the children's safety. Absolutely. How do you, you know, how do you, you train your people to deal with these different situations? Well, you know, they, most, most educators that ha either have their attestation or their DEC in early childhood education get that training from school. But in all honesty, I have to tell you that 20% of what you are as an educator is uh, book taught. 80% is common sense. 
So I'd, I'd push the common sense. <laughs> well, listen, it's n it's not always so common common sense. You just you just hope. That's is there right. is there a certain uh, like you know throughout the the operations and the eight locations and trying to impart your own philosophy and your own character and your own caring, of course, because it's children. How, how do you what is what is your philosophy that you try and impart on the people you work with? Have a heart. You have to have a heart. If you do not have passion for children and have some kind of heart, this is not the job for you. You should not be working with children, period. And is this something that you're able to measure and see on a daily basis? I see that when I interview people for the first time. If they come in and they're very enthusiastic about working with children, sometimes they'll come in and they'll give me example of activities they want to do with them. Uh, my office door is open all the time, so in all honesty, children walk in and out of my office. Uh, you know, a funny story, my son is a golf pro and he came back from uh, some training in Florida a month ago. and. My kids all work, uh, have worked for me in the daycare business. Uh, two, of, two out of three of them still do. And he was amazed that children would come into my office and scream, Hi, Tammy! And he said, Mom, how do, how do the kids know your name? Well, you have to be out there. You have to, you know, you have to let them know you're there for them. So children will often, like I said, come in and out of my office to talk to me. And if I'm doing an interview, I, I take that opportunity to see how that potential candidate will interact with that children that child, excuse me, being in my office. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're controlling or you're there all the time overseeing, hovering over, you know, the educators. It's just your involvement? My involvement, I have cameras in all my daycares. <laughs> in the classrooms, the teachers are aware of it. Uh, you know, some of them, the new daycares that I just bought haven't had them installed yet, but uh, the long-running ones that I've had, they all have cameras in there. I'm the only one with the password, so I can see how the educators work with the children. Um, a lot of the educators that work with me have been there a long time. I have one lady that's been with me now uh, going on 16 years since day one, so uh, it's a trust factor also. You have to have some kind of humanity and trust to to work with children. Our guest this evening is Tammy Girard on What Keeps You Up Nights. She's the owner of eight, eight daycare, daycare centers. And after the break, Tammy, I'm going to ask you that question that I think is on a lot of people's minds, and that is daycare spots, because a lot of people try to get spots, mm -hmm. um, well, before they even get pregnant in some cases. Absolutely. And I'll ask you stories about that and what your policy on that is. 514-790-0991, StarTalk on Bell Mobility. What Keeps You Up Nights continues in just a moment. But first, uh, CJD time is coming up to 730 and uh, more with Tammy on uh, the daycare centers in a moment. But first, a look at the headlines from the CJD Newsroom. Here's Kelly LaParry. Kelly. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Thirty-three on Montreal's News Talk leader CJAD eight hundred. Welcome back to what keeps you up nights, presented by Fuller Landau, a new show all about business people just like you who have struggled and managed to succeed in the end. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guest this evening, uh, finally our first female entrepreneur on the show, Tammy Girard. She's the owner uh, of Tammy Daycare, and now holds uh, a total of eight daycare centers under her under her wing. And uh, Tammy, before the break, we we're talking about I guess um, daycare spots, and that's something that's very important, especially in Quebec. We hear a lot of stories about parents who have to um, almost request spots before they 
give birth in some cases before they even conceive. Uh, conceive. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what, what's what's your policy on that, and what what uh, what kind of crazy situations have you asked to to, to go into? Uh, well, I get a lot of parents that call me before their children are even born. Uh, my policy is I prefer, I usually tell them that uh, you have to wait till the child's born because it, it puts you in some kind of predicament when a, a mother or a father, uh, not to sound sexist to the guys out there, call in and uh, say, uh, you know, they want to put their child on the list. And I say, you can't because I have to have the child's birth date because if I have to call you in two years and God forbid you did not have a successful pregnancy it really is hard for that for me to say okay there's a spot and and you no longer have that child so I don't want to put myself in that kind of a position nor do I want somebody to relive an experience that maybe was not so pleasant so I my policies I don't take children unless on the waiting list unless they're born uh, have I had parents come in and want to put their children on the waiting list that haven't even conceived a child yet absolutely um, they they're trying for a child can we put them on the list we know the list is two three four five years long and again my answer is always the same I need a birth date how do you how do you manage a waiting list that's so long is it something I mean you have a special software or are you <laughs> old school. Old school. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have a file, and it goes by year that the child is born. So when somebody says, what number am I on the waiting list, uh, there are no numbers. It goes by the year because the waiting lists are so dense that you could have 200 children in, in a list, let's say, that were born in 2007. There could be 200 children in there easily. So it's uh, first come, first serve, and uh, we usually write the date down that the parent called and we, we go by that and you get priority also if you have a child in the daycare in my daycare already you already have automatically priority for uh, the next child be born and given the, the lack of spots I, I'm sure there have been uh, well I'll just go ahead and ask a question have you ever been bribed I certainly have <laughs> I've had uh, I've had parents actually come in uh, crying I've had parents come in threatening that they would call the minister on me because I wouldn't take their child. Um, you know, my answer to that is, well, there's nothing I can do. You can certainly call them and ask them to give me more spots, and I will certainly develop them. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than that, I've had parents come in and offer me monetary thing, $5,000 to have their child, you know, be taken into the daycare right away or be given more attention in the class if they're already there and uh you know i don't do that <laughs> and, I, and, I, and i'm sure you may get the occasional threat too when the monetary doesn't work absolutely i certainly do it's usually a threat that we're going to call the minister because we know somebody that's in your daycare that was on the list before us now again i, I come back to you know the there's so many different and sensitive situations come up the people that you that you have these great people that you're talking about how do you train them for bizarre occurrences as such how do they know what to do when if somebody comes in with these kind of dealings you mean if a parent comes in and has a yeah like like, 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 like you it's not it doesn't always come to you with the no. bribery or the threat they sometimes maybe deal with the other educators right how do you prepare them well they'll deal mostly with the directresses not the educators because okay. the educators are, are very busy in their classrooms already so they don't really deal with any parents wanting to be on the waiting list uh it'll usually be the directresses and once a me once a month we have a meeting and we discuss uh management strategies and how to uh hopefully make everybody happy and uh go from there but it's the same story all around you, you the waiting lists are phenomenal in Quebec uh, it's not uncommon for me in any of my daycares to have a waiting list of uh, two to five years 
What keeps you up nights on a CJAD, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Uh, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guest this evening, Tammy Girard, owner of Tamily Daycare, and a total of eight uh, daycare centers under her wing. And when it comes to the spots, uh, Tammy, um, your policy about uh, not sort of uh, setting spots aside until a, a child is born seems like one of those common sense practices that's not in any government manual that you're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, how do you judge, um, especially when it comes to your directors, whether or not they have that that common sense, uh, I guess, um, you know, instinct? Well, we do extensive interviews. <laughs> uh, usually the first couple of weeks they're uh, working as a directress. My general directress, uh, Joyce, will go and spend time with them. Uh, we don't even let them do uh, an inscription uh, for the daycare with a parent without one of us being there modeling behavior. Same way a child learns, model behavior. Everything is modeled for them, uh, as well as they have to sign a paper saying they've read all the personal policies that uh, I've created. You said you meet with your these, I guess, uh, directors or directrices mm -hmm. uh, on at least on a monthly basis. Is right. that to kind of brainstorm a little bit? Is to get their ideas? Is it kind of an open forum, a specific agenda? What exactly do you deal with in these meetings? Oh, we have agendas, definitely. I come up in a, with an agenda like any uh, business person. When you're meeting your employees, you have to have an agenda. Uh, I don't wing it, <laughs> per se. Uh, usually we try and ask the directors who's having problems and what centers and what they are, and I try and get uh, everybody to uh, brainstorm. And uh, because, you know, the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child, well, I'm, I try and uh, lead my directors through a democratic view. So everybody has a chance to voice their opinion on what what problems they're having and everybody has a is able to voice their opinion on how they would solve that problem and if uh, you know problems come up that I've encountered myself in my life through daycare or or any other uh, aspect of my life I can I usually give them the outcomes of that and they can decide whether that works for them or not you know it's interesting not everybody or not every entrepreneur uh, takes the time to to meet with their people that are really in touch with, uh, the, you know, the product or the service or whatever it may be to get their opinions on the matter and where the people that live with it and deal with it on a daily basis may have answers or solutions or ideas that prop up that, uh, that the entrepreneur that kind of uh, doesn't get involved as much uh, you know, really here. So I, I think it's a great, uh, another great example that you give to get the people in Gaul get your managers involved and get the and kind of have a free flow of information. Sorry, too, that I could tell you about that. Mm -hmm. um, I met somebody recently that has uh, numerous daycares like myself, and uh, this person asked me, um, you know, how do you how do you deal with your managers? Uh, he, they were explaining to me how they hire their staff, and I was explaining them how they how I hire mine, and they were actually astonished that I actually know every single person that works for me, and that I have uh, if there's a problem, I'm there, I'm interviewing, I'm in and out the centers, I'm uh, meeting the parents. I'm meeting the children. Uh, they, they couldn't believe it, how, how I have the time to do that. But I think if you're passionate about what you do, you do it. Especially, uh, you're, you're mentioning, um, I guess, uh, controlling all these people. You must have a lot of employees across these eight daycare centers. Uh, in the States, we have these big, gigantic, almost corporate daycare centers. Mm -hmm. um, how do you sort of strike a balance between expanding your business um, and, and sort of uh, creating a great business model and keeping that sort of family, um, personable atmosphere? In the daycares, you mean? How do I keep the personal atmosphere? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, well, again, 
you know, uh, you have to put yourself into the daycare. I put all of me into the daycare. I let all my employees know how I feel about it. And, uh, they, again, they have to read the personnel policy and mm -hmm. realize how I want my daycares want, run. I, I don't want them run like institutions, even though, like it or not, a daycare is an institution. I prefer the more homey atmosphere. Obviously, the Montessori schools are a little bit more uh, institutional, let's say, than uh, two of my daycares who are not Montessori's. Uh, you know, most of the educators that work in the center I'll give you an example in Ilpro. They most of them live in that uh, in the city, so they know the kids. Their kids play with the kids that come to the daycare. They're friends with the moms and dads. They've gone to school together, so it is a home. It is a, a second home to these children, and I think it should be. And when you started with the one at Hemily Daycare Center, did you ever imagine that you'd, that you'd end up with eight and possibly more in the future? Well, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Um, I'm the type of person that likes to uh, try and work to my full potential. I'm not one of these people that is thinking, well, I have eight now. I have a nice nest egg. I'm going to retire in so many years, uh, much to my husband's dismay. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, retired and is my go-to guy for all the daycares. But, uh, no, I love what I do, and uh, I don't see a, a retirement in my future whatsoever, I'm passionate about what I do, and uh, I think it's... Uh, did you have... Did, yeah, it definitely shows. Did you have an inspiration when you first started? In what sense? That I would... Did, did, was there anybody out there that, uh, I guess, uh, kind of gave you that inspiration, me. inspired you to, to get this off the ground? Absolutely. I would say my grandmother, who I call Nanny, she uh, has been the person, she's been more or less my backbone all my life. She's the one that kept telling me, you know, every time I'd come up with a, an idea in my entire life, whether it be in business or something I wanted to achieve, she was always the one to say, you know, you can do it, you can do it, there's nothing you can't do. And uh, I think it's important for every child to have somebody like that in their life to push them to their full potential she's definitely my mentor my teacher um she's everything to me she's the one that put me where i am today uh josh you know i, I just sort of thought it's a recurring theme with a lot of our guests that they have a good mentor in their lives or someone to, to provide them with direction it's almost uh, it's almost uh, across all of our our great business leaders on the show that they have this one person that has inspired them it actually it's very true dan and but it's not you know not every entrepreneur knows what they don't know and it takes somebody with a lot of foresight, a lot of guts, uh, and a lot of drive to share their stories and to try and open up and find that mentor. And not every, everybody, some people are a little too proud to share. And I would say the most successful entrepreneurs, at least what we see, are not too proud and have that core group or that either one person or a couple of people that they absolutely share their stories with, that, that whether they inspire them or they're able to bounce ideas off of. That, that's clear, and then that's, that's across the board. All right, we'll take uh, one quick break, and then we'll be back with more uh, with Tammy Girard in just a moment. We're talking about uh, her eight daycare centers and the daycare uh, establishment in general in Quebec, 514-790-0991. Star Talk on Bell Mobility. What keeps you up nights on CJAD continues in just a moment. Right now, it's 745. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants, and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program on CJD about the entrepreneurial spirit. The Jobs Quebec business, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guest tonight is Tammy Girard, and she owns eight day daycare centers. And uh, Tammy, whenever we have a daycare operator on CJAD, we always get calls. Uh, we got a couple off the air that sort of asked about how to get in touch with you, and if you have a website to give out, possibly parents, parents are interested, interested in... Uh, 
in your services? Yeah, we do have a website. It's www.montessori.qc.ca. Okay, perfect. We were talking earlier about your kids and how, you know, they also kind of help. We were talking about your husband and being the go-to guy, as well as your children. Is family, are family members involved directly in your business? Family members are directly involved in my business. All my children have worked in the daycare business, uh, so they know what our family business is. Uh, my oldest son's uh, wife-to-be soon is expecting a baby in uh, five weeks. <laughs> She's a qualified educator, uh, worked for, with me before she uh, conceived this child and will come back after. Is her name on the waiting list? Her name doesn't have to be on the waiting list. <laughs> she didn't give birth yet, so you know, we have to follow policy. Uh, my other two sons actually are more involved in the daycare than my oldest son. Uh, they both have worked from the ground up, from changing diapers to potty training to uh, teaching five-year-olds. Uh, they're very actively involved. Uh, they're not... Uh, that's not their primary business uh my middle son is a golf pro and my youngest son is about to graduate from police technology from john abbott so now that you've you're built this business you're going on 17 years grown it to eight daycares mm -hmm. what is your vision do you do you look at selling it one day as an entrepreneur or would this like to be would you like this to be a legacy to pass on to your children I would love it to be a legacy to pass on to my children, but do I want it to be their, their sole business? No, I don't. Uh, the way I've raised my children, I wanted them always to have something to fall back on. I think that uh, every child should be taught that. It's great that uh, this business is there for them and it's very lucrative, but who's to say in the future it will be? We don't know what, uh, what the market will bring. I've seen more gloom than glee with business people coming in and out of my centers uh, since the market fall. So again, you know, I, I, they will have it. I certainly want them to be part of it. Uh, they are fantastic in this business. It's they've they've known that all their lives because since they were born, that's what I've been doing. So it's part of their lives, and they're fantastic at it. But uh, they have other things in their their life. I need them to learn to fall back on. And when you're discussing business with a family, whether it be your husband or your children, do they always follow your lead? Do you always agree on ideas or issues? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only female in the house, uh, three sons and my husband, so no, we don't always agree on everything like every other family in Quebec. <laughs> we have our disagreements, and uh, even as far as hiring people, uh, like I said, my sons do work in the daycare with me, so you know, I might think one educator is fantastic for whatever reason, and another one, will, one of my sons will come and say, no, Mom, you know, for this reason or that reason, I don't think she's a good choice. So, yes, we do have uh, disagreements on the business. Uh, I have one son that's more uh, more child, let's say, um, focused. He's fantastic with the children, whereas the other one is more money-focused. He would probably make an excellent accountant. He's good with money and good with PR with parents and clients and whatnot. So I think uh, each one of my sons brings something different to the table. Uh, first of all, I'd like to think there's nothing wrong with becoming an accountant, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly biased. Well, he's, his, his, my youngest son is the one I'm talking about in that aspect. <laughs> he's very good with money, and his uh, wife-to-be, his fiancée, is actually studying uh, to become a chartered accountant. She's the one that does all my payroll, so, yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, you know. I make fun of Josh I all the time. speak for myself. <laughs> try to minimize the accountant jokes this evening. <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, now that they're kind of involved in the business, and so you surround yourself with great employees, uh, you surround yourself with you know family members that that really care about it. The the business background and training that you've gotten over the years off the street, which by the way many successful entrepreneurs get. Are there other people that you, you kind of deal with, bounce ideas off with, surround yourself? Uh, how has that helped you over the years? You know, I think it's really, it goes back to the old saying, saying where they say, uh, you know, birds of a feather flock together. I think that if you surround yourself with successful business people and bounce ideas one off the other, you learn more than, let's say, sitting in a boardroom and <laughs> just listening all the time to... Uh, to people lecturing you. I think it's important that you surround yourself with successful people, and I've told my children the same thing as they got old. If you surround yourself with people who are either, uh, you know, pessimistic and do not have um, high expectations of themselves, you you will follow in those footsteps. So, yes, I do surround myself. I try as much as I can to surround myself with uh, successful people, and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the daycare business. It could be in any business because uh, success comes on many levels. Tammy Girard is our guest this evening on What Keeps You Up Nights. She's the owner of eight daycare centers. And after the break, we can take a couple of quick calls at 514-790-0991 or Star Talk, star 8255 on Bell Mobility. What Keeps You Up Nights presented by Fuller Landau. Uh, more with Tammy in just a minute. Professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back, 754, What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Dan Delmar, along with Full Orlando's Josh Miller, and our guest this evening is Tammy Girard. She's the owner of eight daycare centers around uh, the Montreal area. You've been in business for almost 17 years, Tammy, and I'm sure there's a lot of learning along the way. Have you ever made any business errors or decisions that you would take back or change? You know, I'm going to say no, because the reason being is because I think that uh, any uh, bad decisions uh, or failures one has in business or in life is a learning experience. And, uh, you know, I, I met a trainer, I think you've had him on CJD before, David Sisko, uh, the 19th of January, 2009, so a little over a year ago. And I was having some difficulty with a business I went into and I wasn't very happy about it. And he told me some very wise words. He said, Tammy, you know, everybody fails in life. So if you're going to fail, fail fast and move on. <laughs> and he was definitely right. I never really saw it through that window before uh, but I've always seen failure as a learning experience so disappointment I, I can't say no I think it's just a, a whole learning experience I think everybody has to have some disappointments to learn and grow and when with the learning curve or the learning experience that you get are you import imparting this on your people and your children are you sharing what you learn along the way absolutely my three boys absolutely your, your <laughs> husband a little bit <laughs> <laughs> no he's good okay. <laughs> he's actually the one telling me oh it's okay it's okay it's okay so <laughs> <laughs> so tell me uh, you know to stay true to the name what is there anything that keeps you up at night about your business you know uh, 
things that keep me up at night are things that how can I improve? I'm always thinking how can I improve? I'm a night owl. I'm often up until one, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, everybody's sleeping. It's my best time. It's quiet. It's you know I, it allows me to my mind to wander and think how can I improve things for the kids? How can I improve uh, my business overall, uh, personal or uh, business wise? That's when I do my best thinking is at night. And if there was any bit of advice that you had to give an entrepreneur coming into their own business or starting up, what would it be? I would tell them never to accept the word no as an answer. And also to watch who you step on when you climb the ladder of life, because when you climb down, they'll be waiting for you. Hmm. Does it make a difference if it's a female entrepreneur? It doesn't, but I will certainly <laughs> support them maybe a little bit more <laughs> because I think that uh, it's time that women step up to the plate and realize that we're, uh, we're, we're, we have something to give. We have, uh, we're strong entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, uh, we can pull up to the plate. What, what could a, a female entrepreneur do to sort of, um, I guess, uh, shatter that last bit of glass ceiling that, that perhaps remains to, to be as aggressive or as uh, persistent as perhaps a male entrepreneur? Again, I would just say never take no for an answer. Persevere, okay. get what you want, follow your dreams. Pretty good advice. No, it sounds great. Listen, you know, Dan, the, the, the takeaway I get from the show, I mean, there's a couple of great, great thoughts and opinions and stories, but certainly perseverance is one of them. Uh, stay open to ideas. Surround yourself with the right people. Don't be afraid to share. I mean, when you share your ideas and you're talking out loud and you're getting involved outside your entrepreneurial bubble, uh, things can happen. Things will happen on both sides. The, the, the bridges will be kept. The ideals will flow. And, uh, you know, whether it's a mentor, whether it's surrounding yourself with the right group, and whether it's expressing or asking the questions when you don't know the answer uh, i think that's really the best takeaway from here and tammy you know totally commend you for for having that great character and that passion of course and uh, thanks for being part of the show thanks for having me tammy gerard is the owner of a tamily daycare and a number of uh, daycare centers, eight in total in the Montreal area. Thanks for coming in this evening, Tammy. And uh, don't forget, you can reach Fuller Landau during business hours at 514-875-2865 or visit their website, www.flmontreal.com. And uh, Josh, coming up next week on the show, uh, what do you have planned for us? Next week, uh, another intergenerational business. Uh uh, retail store, fabric store, C&M Textiles, and the OJ family will come with a second and third generation to tell their 60-year story. Sounds great. Another uh, family business coming up on CJD, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I think they're they're going to call it as they see it. Uh, you know, and retail is is tough these days, but uh, but their success, and we're going to hear about it. Great. So uh, stay tuned next Monday night, uh, 7 p.m. for what keeps you up nights, and uh, that's that. Thanks for coming in, guys. Tammy and Josh from Fuller Landau uh, coming up next on CJD is the Ryan Doyle Show. Have a great night. Thank you. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants, and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com.